0: Today is October 3rd. The postseason starts for a lot of teams, not for our Yanks. We're going to recap the season that was, chat with Boone one last time, and find out if we're sad or happy about the future. Let's do it! Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, presented to you by SeatGeek, and right now you can get 10% off at SeatGeek with code JohnBoyPostseason. If you have any friends, fans of other teams, or you're one of the people that listens to this show, even though you're not a Yankees fan, and your team is in the postseason, you can enjoy that discount code, 10% off, JohnBoyPostseason, as well as any other sport or activity or theater, the ballet.
1: Doesn't gotta be your first order. Just gotta just... And whenever, wherever you're at with SeatGeek, 10% is off. Jake, how you doing? Thomas,
2: David, doing all right. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for playoff baseball and then just a little of like, oh, wow. Yeah, no Yanks. Um, so I'm excited to binge it today. We're going to be live streaming on our Jam Baseball channel. Make sure you come through if you listen to that before then or be streaming pretty much every night there's a game. So come on. We have a. Really good live chat if you've ever messed around with any of our Talking Yanks live chats. It's like that. A little bit of a community. So uh, excited to watch some good baseball because I know that's something that you and I ran into later this year when watching other teams around the league. You're like, wait, it's a completely different product than what we watched all year. Yeah. All year. So uh, ready to enjoy it. And I don't know, at the same time, ready to hear what's (laughs) going on with our Yanks, like the audit. You know, from the people that think they know what's going on with the audit, they think it's got to wrap up kind of soon because you need to start making moves for the actual off-season.
0: I'm guessing they need a little bit of off-season time to keep auditing and, like, have more people available. The two things. The judge quotes, the more I've sat on them, have excited me more. Okay. Really, and I might be projecting... The meaning of them, but it really feels like he's addressing what we and the fan base have been complaining about for a while, uh, like to a T. Maybe Judge has just been consuming and like, yeah, actually, yeah. So I have been excited about that if they, you know, lead to anything. And, you know, even being spoken into existence by someone inside the clubhouse that uses the analytics, that uses the tools, and is a huge part of it all. Now, all those complaints, the lack of urgency, the not taking April seriously, the bad, uh, you know, application of analytics, like those are real. Those have been complaints for three years, since 2021. Those have been loud complaints. And Judge just voiced that, yes, he also agrees those are problems. It might not be the same exact. So <sighs> that, the more I've sat with it, I'm excited about. The more I've sat with the audit, I don't get it. Right. And we've been making our jokes, so I've been loving it. But as other teams... Change plans, move on from front office, move on from managers, and all that stuff. It, it feels so weird to bring in someone to we stink and we're doing things wrong. Can you help shine a light, but not move on from any people? Right,
1: and like they're specifically not and, supposed to suggest like personnel changes
0: yes but usually when you do this i think it coincides with a big changing when the orioles did it buck left Hyde came in and they brought in their new team to do the whole audit like they brought a new front office new manager and they changed Astros did the same thing so it's just so weird that it doesn't happen it's like well if you're auditing you're admitting you want changes but you're not going to change the people applying this is very bizarre to me um and if Cashman's safe, at Boone's safe, which they very much are, then I am I'm interested if everyone's safe or if like head of scouting, what's what Flishman, Oppenheimer
1: is? Oppenheimer is the head of scouting. Flishman.
0: What's his position?
1: He the guy I don't know his title numbers, but he's, guy. He's the number
0: two guy as far as I believe. But he's the like apple plier of data, right? I think
2: as we, as we find out his actual title, assistant general
1: manager,
0: he is. Yeah. Assistant general manager. I know that Michael Fishman, and I don't mean to call anyone out by name, but it seems like he is the one specifically being audited from the, what we know, which isn't all of it. He's the head of analytics. A lot of that
2: is excitement for change and it has to change on some level. And it's just where, like if it's, uh, Boone, I, I think everyone kind of did the full cycle on where they're like, well, that that would definitely just be, like, a figurehead and symbolic. Like, it, what else was he supposed to put out there in the lineup? Like, it wasn't like there was two guys on the bench with 950 OPSs that were like, you got to put that guy in there. No, nobody hit. Um, that, yeah, I guess that's, you know, going back to the original, like, Houston, I think they they did a complete audit of the org in Baltimore they followed in their path and both those franchises are now seeing a lot of success but they fully rebuilt like they tore it down like 5 years of high level draft picks that that lead to incredible talent that you don't have access to if you don't have those high draft picks and the yankees aren't <laughs> aren't going to do that. Like the Yankees aren't going to tell their fan base, "Hey, we're going to be shit for 4 years." <laughs> like don't even don't even bother. So I I wonder cuz it's it's probably an audit like we haven't seen and I the only thing I could think of is, you know, even looking back at the Mets this year when they traded away uh Scherzer and Verlander and they ate all their salaries, that's auditing. That's their competitive advantage. That's what I said at the <coughs> time that if you're the Yankees, you're allowed to have this a payroll that a third of the league can't even get close to, another third of the league won't get close to, that your money is the difference maker, and it feels kind of funny that in the past couple years they haven't been able to find the left fielder, and now they're scouting like Yamamoto, and they're going to bring in more pitching. I don't know. I don't know what actually changes, but some heads are going to have to roll Like to... I know, like, all right, I was laughing this morning about the, <laughs> uh, they won 82 games, which actually made me a little angry this morning because they keep the winning record uh, alive. In 10 years, we'll be proud of it. Which uh, I've I've said on this show before, like, there is part of me that likes that. Like, there's part of me that likes, wow, like, every year they have a winning record. Well, there's a couple ways you can look at stats because I could also tell you since 2009, the Yankees have not been to the World Series. And that's the Yankees' goal every year. I mean, it should be to win the World Series. But you could also say the last 14 years have been a failure. And you're the Yankees. And there's other teams that literally cannot operate on your level and don't want to operate on your level. And you're losing. And you're losing. So, uh, something... We know that the Yankees' roster is going to look different next year. It has to. We just don't know in the (laughs) front office... Uh, organizationally, what is anything else going to feel like? And we, at this point, we obviously hope it's significant.
0: Yeah, I uh, I was searching Michael Fishman here to see, like, any insight on what he's been talking about, and it's pretty funny. I mean, Joel Sherman did a whole interview with him in July of 2021 about analytics, the approach, and all that. And then there's another article by Joshua, I don't know how to say his last name, apologize, Josh. D or Demert from Pinstripe Alley. And this is July of twenty twenty one. And he's saying that the complaints are that they're building the Yankees' war, their own thing, off the wrong set of like what they value. He says the Astros value contact. So they are contact driven. The Rays value exit Velo. So they are exit. Velo. Both work. But that's clearly, you know, you build your own. And the Yankees are valuing, like, launch angle and exit velo. And then he says, also, a huge lack of urgency is a problem with the Yankees. There's a valid criticism about a sense of urgency. The Yankees are built with a long-term focus. And now we have the captain, two years later, Hmm. saying, check so yeah i mean when i in the open saying these have been the complaints by the fans for a while and the media like it's a little late to be uh, or at least or at least it's happening
1: we yeah. think yeah. yeah maybe maybe i'm being naive I, I have to assume some amount of front office turnover is happening i don't know if it'll be people whose names we know yeah. or like if it's the type, even a high oh, oh, the type of person that like the team isn't going to announce it, but Fishman would be. But <sighs> maybe, maybe I'm not even thinking that, like, well, they'll, they'll at least get do some overhauling there. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they don't. Yeah. They like their people. They
2: also just need a lot more better baseball players.
1: Yep. At the end of the day, yeah. they pick good players. I know the urgency thing the analytics can, might be fine.
2: Urgency thing can also be tied to Hicks and can also be tied to Donaldson and like the decision making there. It's just it's crazy. They they don't believe in they don't believe in the competitive side to baseball. <laughs> they believe in the number side. Like you need to win on a given day. We've got eight teams that are about to play three game wildcards. And don't get me wrong, I get variants in sports, and baseball's a ridiculous sport that any team can win on a given day, and that's kind of the fun of it. But, yeah, I mean, they they thought Josh Donaldson was going to, like, they thought Donaldson was going to balance out this year to being, like, an 850 OPS, like, slugger. It's like, no, kind of that's gone. That's gone, and yeah, I, I don't know if it's, I think some of the, there's a little bit of fear to admit failure that that gives them that approach, and it's just not not pressing the button Gallows
0: this quote in twenty twenty one fishman says it is not neglect when forsaking defense for uh or athleticism. the goal is the same as always the best run differential that's so stupid that's such a uh you like building a whole team through the lens of like a keyhole. Yeah. I think they think they're smart. We've heard. We've heard. They think they're brilliant. We've heard a lot of front offices say that. It's a run differential game. You just got to. Yes. So you can't just get all the righties that score runs. Like in this article, he's like, if that's true, that we're too righty heavy, teams would be loading up righty pitchers against us.
2: Which they kind of did they this do. year. Which Remember they, when they had the, le- the least amount of lefty at bats this year?
0: Which they did this year, but this was in 2021, right. so he like was still going off 2019. Yeah. When they were actually not the lineup that they actually planned for because it was a replacement year. All right. Mm. <laughs> we're going to chat with Boone all about some of what Judge said. Um, final Boone. Final banter with Boone, his thoughts. So, And it's brought to you by the Farmers. Dog, the
2: results of switching your dog's food from kibble to fresh can seem like magic, but the farmer's dog doesn't use any sorcery or secret ingredients to make their fresh food just science. Fresh, healthy dog food developed by vets, nutritionally balanced and made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. Doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you live more healthy, happy in full years. Together. Get 50% off. Hello. Your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash Boy. Plus you get free shipping. That's farmersdog.com slash Boy. 50% off. Take care of your pooch. Noodle loves his. Personalized bag. Pretty nice. Click the link.
0: Thefarmersdog.com. Thefarmer'sdog. The last bantering with Boone of the year. Uh... It's been fun, Booney. This is the the end. The first time uh out of season. So off season the first off season bantering with Boone. That's right. You're at the stadium I'm or are you home? I'm home. Oh, okay. I saw all the pictures behind you. Um, yeah. weird feeling ending the season, first time. Just kind of you know. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's uh yeah, not a great feeling. Um, um yeah, it's, it, it is weird. Uh, this is the time when there's all that buzz and we should be having, you know, those advanced meetings going into the opponent we're facing and getting ready to to tee it up uh, and <clears throat> kind of chase after that dream of a championship and, and that's not there. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's hard. Um, you know, as I've said, though, a lot, I am – you know, really pleased with how these guys finished and their professionalism, their their preparedness and their compete, really, you know, where we played better baseball that final month, six weeks, um, credit to them, credit to the leadership in that room, to whatever the circumstance, um, we're going to keep on fighting. And that, that certainly took place.
2: Uh, yeah, when we were getting ready for today, I was laughing when we originally set all this up to do this through the year we 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 want to do one after the season uh, and kind of let you go zero dark 30 win the world series we'll catch up with you afterwards um and yeah we'd be pestering you right now about who's going to be the 26th man in the roster and it's it it is a weird feeling i mean what was what was the final scene like in kansas city is it is it handshakes and see you when i see you or or what's is that was that it was that everyone's kind of goodbye
3: um, some people left from there. Um, some people come back to New York and, you know, are in and out of the stadium the next couple of days, kind of packing up and, you know, everyone, uh, you know, has a little bit different, something different going on, obviously some guys that you know, are going to be back. Some guys uncertain, some guys you can kind of figure won't be back. So, you know, it's a weird, odd time, um, but important to get together and address everyone and, um, you know be clear about, you know, kind of what I said to you there is like, you know, this is not where we need to be and where we expect to be. And we got to get better. And, uh, but also appreciative of, of the level of professionalism and what I saw with these guys, you know, down the stretch, especially when, you know, frankly, a lot of guys and you see a lot of guys in other places, sometimes mail it in. And that was never the case. And, so, kind of dive into a little bit of all of that, and and uh, obviously wish everyone well as they move on. But but understanding the importance of the off season and making sure we're in a in a really good place come come February March.
0: I gotta ask just at the, out front here, even though um, it, you know the way everyone's talking and the reports that it, it, you're coming back, but there's other places that keep tr- speculating on that. So. Officially, do we have to wait for you know how you know you told Meredith you got meetings coming up and all that, but I mean, as far as you know, your manager, yeah, he's not, not
3: told liberty to speak on that yet. So let's just kind of get through this week, and uh, you know, we're you know diving into a lot of things, and and want to make sure we we get through that.
0: Judge advocated for you. He did his own little like end of the year wrap up before the last game of the season, uh, which gave us a lot of fun quotes. Or good quotes in my opinion, but he did say that he believes you're the right person for the job. He said that um, his quote is, he's just a good communicator. He'll hold, He's able to hold guys accountable. If he sees things he doesn't like, he's going to call you in the office, let you know. He's a real, he's been a great manager year in, year out. I'm looking forward to more years with him. Is that got to be nice to hear a sentiment you probably knew was there, yeah. but um yeah,
3: look, anytime, you know, players and players that you have a ton of respect for, you know, speak up for you or, you know, say something nice about you, that's always nice. Um, so, you know, you know, he and I very much feel like we're in this thing together and, and have been now for for six years. And, you know, we, we've got a lot of scars um, to show and, and uh, but it's all working towards, you know, one day having that parade. And that's what we want to keep focusing on.
0: One of the sentences in in that, what I just (coughs) read where he said, you know, that you're, you're, you're holding guys accountable. If you, if you don't like it, you're going to call guys into your office and let them know that as a fan, that's the first time we really get a peek into that window. There's been a couple instances here and there, but for the most part, as a manager, you are like overly protective of your players when it comes to the media and when you're talking and we haven't heard much of that pulling guys in the office and I didn't like this. I didn't like that. Is that, is that how, do you feel like there's any benefit to letting the fans, letting the media know, like, you know, if there's a play or an instance that you don't like to be like, yeah, I didn't like that. I called him in, I chatted with him, but I'm going to leave it at that. Or do you think that you're always going to be kind of, you know, in house and never speak on those?
3: Well, you just, the, the, what you just said, I think I've said tens of times over the years.
0: Okay, I know I. (laughs) Okay, not 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 okay. Like yeah, but there's there's been a couple times, but I've
3: I've said almost probably in the verbatim range of what you just said that so many times. Like yeah, that wasn't very good, right there. We talked like
0: yeah, okay. I, I there, there are there are times, but there, but there's been some other times where you know there's like a crazy bad play, and then it's, it's more so just like, well, I actually like what he was doing there. I, I think I see what he was trying. It's like you know, like for like Rizzo getting picked off a ton and stuff. That was one question we asked you earlier, like in and the answer was. Well, I'm going to answer it honestly. Yeah. Sometimes okay.
3: there's a, a bad play that happens in a game that happens when you or who are emotional that we're not playing well this week or we haven't scored and this happens like the outrage. I try to have a little bit more, what was happening there? Why did it happen? Is there more outrage because we lost one, nothing yesterday and we've lost two, three out of four right now. Like what's the, so I'm trying to strike that balance between like, you know, like I, we need to coach guys up and make sure we're, you know, el- eliminating as many mistakes as possible, but also not putting ourselves in a position to play tight.
0: Yeah, and, but I'm not even advocating for you to sh- like no, shit on players. I'm there. There definitely is a positive to keeping things in house and protecting them. I just kind of wanted to get, hear your thoughts on the the levels of that. You know, and right. other well, matter. Yeah.
3: You just kind of played it a broad brush that I don't think was really
0: not even a little
3: bit true. So I don't, I don't know.
0: Okay. All right. It's fair.
3: I, every, everything that comes up in the course of the season is an individual basis. So, um, and, and there's, let's dive into the play. Everything's not black and white. Some are like, man, that was a clear mess up and screw up and we need to address that. And why were you doing that? It was dumb. It was in a lazy situation, whatever it may be. There's, there's, there's differences.
0: Uh, the, the other thing that Judge touched on that was like kind of a, a big eye opener was when he talked about the analytics and then and, and the uh, he said you know the Yankees are great at data collection and they have all the the data that you could need but the application of that his quote is I think we might be looking at the wrong ones we need to value some of the other ones that people might have no value in right now is that a conversation obviously we don't know what he's talking but that's something where you hear him say that and you kind of know the things he he's referring to as not having value not entirely not entirely
3: look he's being pressed also for a for a answer or a specific question so you know I mean that but that's what we're doing you know essentially in meetings over the next you know couple of weeks is making sure we are you know kind of I guess deep diving is kind of the word like we that's what we're doing and, and trying to get to the bottom of certain things where what's fact and what's just noise and piling on and narratives that grow, like we gotta, you know, be able to differentiate from that and you know, ultimately get better in, in everything that we do. And that's what we'll try to do to the best of our ability.
2: Well, I I think the the one word that, that's come up and it's Hey man, like I, I'll, I'll be real with you. I've, I've mentioned this before because I think I think sports guys can connect on sports guys level. I think you like putting on a game at night. I think I like putting on a game at night. And I think, man, uh, urgency is something that, especially in this city, it's a word that we probably go crazy about because the city itself is crazy and kind of off its rocker. But urgency is something that that we've talked about. Even Jim was looking at our our first conversation with you because we we you know April. And we talked about it openly, we, it, that you guys take a slightly different approach. Like you guys, I don't want to say extended spring training, but you guys are kind of easing your way into the season because you know it's a grind, you know it's a haul. Judge also had some some statements about urgency. Do you, do you think it's related to that? Do you think it's related to the organization as a whole? or Because you like you just said... If you guys are, you lose a one zero game and you've lost three out of four and the crowd starts getting a little rowdier and angry, you can't necessarily just press the button every time and, oh, we're urgent now, let's go. But do you think urgency is, is something that I I guess you're evaluating or you think there's there's something maybe missing organizationally there?
3: No, no, I think, no. I, I think that, that comment is probably in in, you know, Speaking about, you know, the the Rays obviously getting off to the start they did and us being a little bit slow out of the gates and like, you know, just the importance of, hey, those April games really matter, just like the July ones, just like the September ones and all that. So we understand that. Um, No, I I think I think urgency exists here. um, Maybe like no other place. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. he his quote was, um, yeah, he said. He said, I think he was most talking in in within the players because he was talking about players uh, trying to make adjustments, change. You can't just yeah, become a get called up to the bigs, make it be in New York and not still work on things and tinker. And Judge is a constant tinkerer uh, of his mm-hmm. swing and mechanics. He but he did mention specifically, you know, early in the season, not finishing off teams, not sweeping teams, it would help. And um, I guess this is kind of just like on a whole, you guys, Cash, whenever he talks, um, you, the players have always said, you know, we're going to be where we need to be at the end of the day. That's been the kind of like the calling card. Like You've been very good at this year saying we need to get better. We need to start winning. But that's been a line. Cash even said it halfway through the season. That's something that next year, April, May, June, I, like we can't really be saying anymore because it's not, it's proven it's not a guarantee that you're going to be, where you think? I think. Need just, to I do. think what
3: Ken said was, "Don't count us out."
0: Yeah, but anyone that did was correct. Yeah, we we didn't make the playoffs. And shit. Yeah, like, like. <laughs> I but, mean, it just happened. Like,
3: I don't. What What do you want them to say? We'll get them next year in July. I
0: don't and know. Do? Uh like, make some changes like, from guys that like struggling earlier than they did, or you know, it was kind of.
3: Well, you're talking about sweeping early, like...
0: Well, that was Judge talking about that.
3: Oh, he said sweeps?
0: Yes, he said his quote was the, um, uh, that we need to be more urgent, especially early in the season. There was a lot of times where we should have been sweeping teams and we couldn't finish it off. And we didn't right. finish it off. So that was his quote. So, and then we, we talked our first episode. You, you, did, you did say that you, know, you treat April a little bit different. And you guys have done that over the course of years. Is that something that might change next year? Maybe it's. Uh,
3: You treat April different in that, you know, once you get, you know. Young prime players like, you know, that once you get into the season, they're playing every day. Call it, you know, April, I do treat a little bit different in like. I'm probably gonna give a young prime player maybe even maybe even a day off in there, just as you build up because I think going from playing two and three, maybe spring training games in a row at the end of spring at if you're playing six, seven, eight innings or whatever, to all of a sudden now you're into you know some cold environments and you're now going uh, say you go eleven days out of the out of the shoot, you know that's a little bit. I think you gotta pay attention to it. Like that's that's actually a thing. Like players go down the most in yeah. April. Pitch goes down the most that first month when you're when that intensity drives up, and now all of a sudden the volume of day in and day out. So that's the only thing I treat differently in April is is maybe that this guy gets one day off instead of oh, we're we're in the June, July, where we're just rolling
0: now. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you said at the beginning of the season as well. So just yeah, um, yeah. Going into spring training next year, how many? And if you can't fully answer, I get it. But like, how many players and positions are are locked in your mind? Right. So we have Judge, right field. Spring training mm-hmm. starts. Judge is the starting right fielder. Uh, is yeah. Vol- is Volpe the starting shortstop at the yep. start of spring training? No, you know. His to, his to lose with Peraza or anyone else or no matter what?
3: No, like, he's going to come in as a shortstop and Riz at first and D.J. will slot in somewhere and Glaber. But, I mean, why are we getting ahead of ourselves on this? Like, well, this we're, is... It's,
0: we're already there, man. You know, I, well, this was... This is what <laughs> though. Like, well, you don't ca- think
3: like the roster's going to change or... or
0: no, a, it will. But Cashman has said or, this, you know. Glaber, so. Glaber has uh, had a different phrase at the end of every year you know it was you know his to lose it was his he was a shortstop and then it was his to lose and then it was now it's an open competition last year the season ended you guys said at this point right after the last game it's an open competition so sometimes you guys will give the fans a little insight
3: okay but you guys are okay but (laughs) i mean we can go around the positions and you can kind of Bigger, but one big trade or one big signing or one big subtraction changes not moves the parts around a ton
0: too. a ton but if but if so, but but it was if they're in camp that's the it's theirs
3: Yeah. i mean yeah. A, this is a silly game to play right now let's
0: let's come on oh we're going to be i don't need every it. position i i wanted to know Volpe. if it, what's the yeah, what's
3: going to be our shortstop guys going to win the gold glove and he's going to keep getting better and
0: yeah I don't know if he's going to win it this year, but. I bet he does. Okay. All right. Okay.
2: Kansas City fans I like might be it. upset. I like that confidence. Um, Yeah, man. Hey, we're sorry. In a way, we're sorry, but, like, we're doing this for four months now. Like, we're, <laughs> this is our, <laughs> we're we're lining up next year's Yankees, and I don't know. Yeah, but, it's our last time getting uh-huh. to chat with, I'll you. Get on
3: with you. I'll get on with you sometime here in a few weeks. Okay.
2: Okay. When uh do you guys have a uh, do you guys have the end of year presser like scheduled cuz uh, as you just saw we do <laughs> probably too far but we do hold on to a lot of cashman's words or whoever's stepping cuz that does I don't think I don't think I'm having one. Okay. Um I don't know.
3: This is it.
0: Yeah, yet. so this is it.
3: This this is it and <laughs> and because we've known our season's been over now, like I've been at the you know, I've been at the mic every Days since you know our season since we got eliminated so
0: here's here, here's one more question that only works uh right now rodon and matt blake had their incident on the mound you guys talked about it you addressed it you said that if the season was continued there there might discipline might have been in play i think those something you're saying we were wondering what would that even sure.
3: be yeah i kind of asked that and i was like yeah maybe i
0: don't okay you know. all right because it wasn't like
3: uh yeah.
0: Is there a I mean, level to fiery Rodon aside, but all pitchers and, and, and players, you know, you had Gardner used to slam the helmet in the bat and O'Neill with the water cooler and Rodon's that, gets. That pissed. was
3: great. Right. Yeah.
0: But is there a line? Is there a yeah. line? Is there. A, Cause I what? go out
3: there or you go out there with the game on the line and you know, Garrett's fired up and gets the last out, And it's like, look at that fire. Yes. In our yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's struggling and he's. You know, so it's like, all I ask, take a step back a minute and like. No, I, you know, I,
0: I understand is for you, is there a difference? Is there a difference? Like, you know, Hey, don't drag your, don't drag Blake into this in the middle of the mound or.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I also understand the context of it and,
0: and there's not an
3: intentional, like disrespect going on. It's he's in a different world at that moment. He's spinning out a little bit. He's frustrated. He, he's like that he's fiery and intense yeah. when it's going really well and when it's not so it's like okay what is this you try and address it you try and you know be better for it you know and there is a line to be you know that you need to constantly toe as a professional
0: um so yeah it's the know. danger of being that fiery is when things don't go your way, it looks bad, and when they do, I, I I have acceptance for that. I think it sucks for Blake, Matt Blake. Like, I mean, that's not fun for him. But I Correct. I for the most part will even when some players like Sonny Gray or Earl Chapman would smile after giving up a bad have a bad outing because that's how they deal with it. I've always been like everyone deals. I don't care about that shit that much. It hey. just, it sucks when another player or coach gets put in the. Mix, unless it's Rortfed and Cole, because that's funny. Right, that's right.
3: (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, so you're making more judgments on, from my standpoint, like, I I don't get worked up over a split-second emotional something. Yeah, we need to address it, and we need to grow and work on controlling those kind of things, but I'm looking more at who, who are you every day and how are you going about things? And how are you treating those kind of things that tell me
0: when you were with the Yankees, uh, playing with them, did you witness any of like Posada's, uh, you know, clubhouse, him and El Duque, like threw punches at each other before the playoffs start?
3: No, it was pretty, uh, I didn't know when I, my, my run here, I, It was uh, mostly kumbaya. There was nothing, nothing controversial. Even
0: even Boomer shared a story about Posada pinning him up against like a a wall. Yeah. You saying uh, you fucking suck. None of that.
3: None of that happened. You know, the one thing I, people were asking me about Roger Clemens the other day and I was like, man, I came over thinking, you know, from the national league, you know, guy throws at hitters sometimes, you know, he's got that reputation. I think he, I think he knocked my brother down when my brother first got called up, or hit him, or something. So, I, so I came over with this little, like, all right, who's this pitcher, you know? And man, he became one of my favorite teammates. He was awesome, mm. awesome. He was so and beloved by everyone, like from the star player down to the, you know, bat boy. Like he was, he was hooked up every day. He was. So intense when he was on the mound pitching, but like awesome, like Booney, it's coming your way. Let's go, let's go. You know, like he was. I really enjoyed getting to play with Roger. He was great.
2: He's been mixing it up on the internet and getting back in the game a little bit. He's doing like the K Rod broadcast and stuff. Rockets, Rockets back.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he uses Twitter. Oh, he should be
3: in the game. He's the game misses him. He, He has a lot to offer.
0: I have a question that you're probably not going to enjoy or want to answer. But if you do have a genuine answer, I'm interested in it. There was an anonymous quote from an ex-player, which I hate. So I already hate this, but then the context of it made me pop in. Uh, But it was an ex-Yankee anonymous quote in a clappish article, I believe, who said something along the lines of, even after a guy hits in the home run, you look in the dugout – there's so many non-players in there and personnel. Who are all these people? Why isn't, like, I would be so annoyed as a player that there's so many non-players in the dugout these days. And it just kind of made me think, like, yeah, there are a lot of non-players in the dugout, more than I remember back in the 90s days and probably your playing days. Right. So, not, not, do you agree with that? Player at all, but do is do you think that's true? Are there a lot of is the dugout a different vibe than when you were playing? Is there way more people in there that aren't the team, and does that affect anything? I don't know that it's a different vibe.
3: Um, There's probably yeah, there's probably an extra coach or two per staff. Um, I don't know that there's that many more people though frankly um because you had trainers and strength and conditioning when i was there
0: um yeah, so he's, had, I, I yeah it, he's had three hitting coaches the last couple of years so like it adds up
3: yeah yeah but you, usually this third hitting coach is always in the cage um okay. so yeah like i said i think there's a couple of staff positions that add to it you know but you still have a limit to what you can have on the bench and it's and it hasn't grown a lot over the years. So, you know, is, do you have three or four more people on the bench than when I was playing? Probably, but I don't think it's much more than that.
2: Is there any, and don't have to do this full, like, therapist style, but is is there any, like, it, regret's a big word, but hindsight being twenty twenty. is it like, hey, maybe, like, we could have called Dominguez up a little earlier. And I, I know we... We've done we've done this before because you were like, "Hey, Dominguez got called up. He played well. Maybe we read that right. Like, maybe that's it." But I guess now that we're here, October third, just looking back at kind of the season, is it like, "Hey, maybe maybe we should have gave King a look in the rotation earlier, or, or gave the young kids looks, or, or, or any kind of those thoughts?"
3: Yeah, um, yeah. Look, I think King King looks like a big success story this year. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, especially with where we were from a starting rotation for, you know, parts of the season, you know, I go back to April and not being able to finish off sweeps. So well, part of that was we had, you know, four-fifths of our rotation that we thought was going to be our rotation, not there. Yeah. Like, um, so, you know, had, you know, had, had we known Michael would have this kind of success, should we have transitioned that earlier? Maybe, but you're also still – he got to a – he was pitching in high leverage in the bullpen in multiple inning roles, and he still got over 100 innings this year. So it's like coming off the injury he had last year, what kind of innings would we realistically be able to get out of him? So that's what uh, – Dominguez, still a young man that got off to a little bit of a slow start in his season, um, and, you know – I think many of us are are confident in in the player he is and is going to be, but I don't know. I, would that have been the difference that put us on a run? And uh, that's pretty speculative. I don't. I mean, you can always make a case we should have brought this guy up last week. We shouldn't have brought this guy up at all. That's going to happen even in the best of seasons. So, um, you know, I think Dominguez was still in a very important part of his developmental phase as a you know 20-year-old, in AA for the first time, off to a little bit of a slow start, really started picking up as the summer months went on before he got promoted to AAA for, what, a week and then came up with us. So I don't know.
0: There's also, and this is probably a conversation to figure out, um in the offseason if there's a better way to go about it or not is guys playing with injuries you had Rizzo play for a while um who's concussed which you know uh, tough to diagnose the concussion Uh, uh, he did get stung in that play but like dangerous for him to be out there kind of with a slow reaction and then Trevino saying that he was hurt the whole time and and it got to a point where it, it was bad but you know you had two guys kind of Decent spells playing with injuries that uh, limited their ability. And that happened a couple times over the course of the years. Um, You know, even Greg Bird in in your first season in 2018, he had the broken bone in his, uh, was that 17? Uh, I I think that was 18. 18. He had the broken bone in his heel that was undiagnosed uh, because it was like the ballerina bone. I don't know, is there anything to like, figure out there. Cause players have to be honest. You can't feel their body. And then, you know, you don't want to press them. You don't I mean, want to...
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to get overly defensive on this, but like people always want it both ways. They want like their guys playing through things and playing 162. Look at the Braves. And that's why and it's then, hard
0: to figure out how like, to-
3: like I would say we err on the side of caution and go off of the medical information that's available to us in Trevi's case. Um, we knew he needed surgery like that was a known he was also productive enough to keep playing like even though his production was down a little and we knew that offensively like multiple doctors had weighed in and said yeah it's a tolerance thing he needs to get it fixed he needs the surgery but as long as he's not he needs the surgery whether he hurts it more, hurts it less. Like yeah. it is what it is now. So it's, it's essentially comes down to a pain tolerance thing. And Trevi wanted to keep playing was still productive, albeit less offensive because he was dealing with that. Um, and then it just got to a point where it's like, okay, no, I need to get it now. So that was an easy one. The, the Riz one was, um, you know, in hindsight, <clears throat> but we didn't have all that. Like he went through, you know, the, the battery of tests that you go through and, and, you know, in the, in the initial days, it was, it was where he got banged on the neck. It had nothing to do with any concussion like symptoms or cloudiness or whatever. It was the neck pain. And then once that was out of there, it was go. So I don't know.
0: Oh, I thought you guys did concussion right away. We did. Oh, and then and, and it cleared. And then it, it, yeah. it was a funkier type of like, uh, the, it was uh, something, yeah, I forget. Ross. Right. And flying yeah. to Seattle right after. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a very tricky word. You want guys to play through things, but you also want them to, if it's, so that's why I was saying, I think it's always a conversation of how do you get to the right middle ground? And it's really. I mean, judging, you know. Yeah. Judge
3: playing, he came back the the you know the ligament or the injury was still healing yeah you know it, so you made that calculation of there was pretty strong um conviction from from multiple doctors that um short of an acute injury you know it wasn't going to get worse on him and the thought was hopefully it would continue to get a little bit better which i think it did but so, so you're weighing all that and you certainly don't want to put guys in jeopardy or at risk. Um, so you're weighing like, okay, what are the, you know, what are the, I guess, risks of going out there? Like, so you're, you're constantly looking at that and you constantly have in, in, in the trickier situations in the, you know, less black and white situations you're usually getting several experts to weigh in, so you can have a make a decent conclusion.
0: Yeah. So your wish list for the off season, you said Yamamoto, <laughs> Bellinger, Kiermaier, Delario. <Kenbara>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's the last one? Uh, uh, Delario. Jammer. Yeah. Just naming Damn. lefties. Okay. Switch too. We'll um, see.
3: It'll be, a, it'll be, be from, as uh, always. I don't think. Always,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be
3: hopefully a fun, exciting winter. And hopefully we do things that make us better and put us in a position to be better. And, uh, hopefully, uh, we're talking about an opponent this time next year.
0: Yes. With a nice balanced lineup with, with they can yes. use their <laughs> With you know, I like the
3: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: us too. With with this as your end of year uh, official wrap up, I guess what else? What else do you got? What else do you need to get off? Are there any other hidden injuries? Like what? What else do you
0: need to give us? Oh, there's no. Yeah, one time you guys said, "Oh, actually, DD needs Tommy John." (laughs) Another time you said, "Actually, Britain's elbow's gone" or something like that. I forget. Is there any? Is there any sneak attack injuries? (laughs) Um,
3: no, I don't think so. Um. That's nice. Yeah, nothing, nothing that comes. No, I don't think so. Okay.
0: Nice. Are you tune Net, in? You, still,
3: yeah. Nestor's still ramping up, and he's doing well. Um, you know, he's he's the one we want to. I think he's trending towards a a bullpen like in in the middle of the month, and then you know to get all the way built up to that point, and then I think then he'll get shut down and and go through as normal, hopefully build up from there.
0: Will you tune into the postseason this year or? Um, Mm -hmm.
3: Yes. Yes. I won't build my day around it, but uh, I'll be at a, at a high school soccer game this afternoon. So I'll miss the, who, who, the Rays play first at three. Yeah. The ALs are early.
0: Yeah. Rays get the daytime three o'clock start forever and always.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Who are you guys picking these first rounds? What do you got?
0: Well, I'd like the Rays to lose because I don't want them to win.
3: Okay. Right.
0: Uh, So I want the Rangers to win. And then uh, that's more of a want than I think. Okay. Phillies over Marlins. Uh, Brewers and Diamondbacks is really tough. Okay. I think it's going to be good baseball. Uh, Brewers have their pitching set up better. But they're both really speedy, really defensive teams, so they could put on actually a pretty good show. And then, what's the other matchup?
3: Twins Jays.
0: Oh, that's the the one I'm most excited for. Yeah, Uh, a little bit of. I mean, I don't want the East to win. Besides, I'll root for the Orioles. They're young and fun. I don't want the Jays to win either, but I I also the Twins.
2: I think the Twins are sneaky be. good. played a good brand of Who, ball. Whoever, like. come, whoever comes out of Minnesota, Toronto, that organization is going to kind of feel something that they haven't felt in a little bit, that Toronto's going to be like, wow, we won a little playoff series. Like, maybe it's maybe it really is our time. Or the Twins, if they shake their 0-18 in their last 18 playoff games, I think yeah, that, that that's, would be juice. That's, unbel- that's unbelievable. That's nuts, yeah. man. <laughs> I <just> think <laughs> the, the
0: Blue Jays, if they run into some timely hitting...
3: won a game yet, either.
2: Right,
3: they get swept
0: their- last year by Seattle. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, I like the Blue Jays as a playoff team. Their offense is just—they can pitch.
3: They can pitch, they've, man. They've they've can pitch but their the their right? offense
0: is—it should be good. And it, but they just need to run into some situational hits. If Kiermaier can do what he did in 2020 and like actually yeah. you know run into some with runners in scoring position, I actually like Blue the Blue Jays, Jays a lot. Man, they
3: really, really defend. And that, that I mean, was part of the reason that's part of the reason their pitching is so good. Their pitching is very good. Obviously really good starters, good bullpen, but that outfield defense is pretty yeah. impressive.
0: And to their credit, they had really bad outfield defense in yeah.
3: 2022.
0: They ran the most four-man outfields and the most shifts out of any team. So when the rules changed and they couldn't do that anymore, they said, "Oh shit." And they, went, they got Varsho and Varshow. Kiermaier. Like so and they yeah. were all righty and they brought in lefties. Mm-hmm. So hint hint yep. n- hint hint nudge nudge cash <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but yeah I like I like the blue jays and twins and Orioles in the AL to make a run. I just okay. don't want Astros and I don't want Rays. I think the
3: Phillies are really good, but I, I think they got a tough matchup with those lefties.
0: I know.
1: Guys, they don't like
2: you know what, though. Everyone's kind of done that. Everyone's been like, Oh, Philly's nasty, but is this a bad matchup for them? I'm over that. I think, I think the momentum swung too far back to Miami because everyone was on Philly.
0: So now I'm back on Philly big. Oh, they're also home. They average 10k more fans uh, a game than they did last year. So it's even going to be just like rowdier and more fun. And the good thing, I mean,
3: I, I guess I probably feel this way every year, but I think the playoffs, they feel wide open today. Like, I, I feel like. And the uh, AL. AL, AL, yeah. The AL's wide, wide open. open. The World Series, any of them, I won't
1: be surprised.
0: AL's pretty wide open. Braves and then Dodgers are a pretty top-heavy NL.
1: Got to play the games.
0: Yeah, but the Braves look uh, really good. The Braves are the best team. Yeah.
1: Basically.
3: But I, I think they're going to get upset at something.
0: Ooh, okay. Hmm. But I think,
3: but that said, I do think they are the best team in baseball.
0: Do you think a team can get upset in the World Series? Like, if the Braves lose the World Series, do you count that as your prediction came true? They got upset? Or are you saying, like, oh, true question? Because if you make it to the World Series, then it's, you know, I don't know if that's an upset anymore. Yeah, it's a fair point. Depends who they're playing. But yeah, yeah, true. If it's twins are there. All righty. Well, enjoy the soccer game match.
3: Hey, thanks, guys. Enjoyed enjoyed the year. You guys are, you know.
0: We'll pester
2: you four times. I want to. I want to see where where was the end. Where was the end of that going? Was, was that going to be a compliment? Was that? Um.
3: <laughs> when people <laughs> ask me about you guys, I'm like, you know what? And and sometimes when they ask me in a in the context of those freaking guys, what yeah. what are yeah. the You know, yeah, Yeah. they give me that one. Um, I'm like, you know what? They love our team. I think at their core they're really good dudes. Like they're not, you know, yeah, they're a little misguided sometimes and get a little, you know, you know, just they get a little emotional fanny sometimes on me, and you know,
0: that's our role. Hell yeah!
3: But no, I've enjoyed it, guys. It's been fun. Um, I thank you for being flexible, for being cool, for being good dudes, Yeah. um, albeit misguided. Um, we can't have it all though.
0: Sometimes. Um,
3: <laughs> but no, um, thank you. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, people I come in contact seem to like, seem to enjoy the show and the banter. So, um. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. It, you, has, it has been great. Same. Thank you. Appreciate it. And like I said, oh, we'll contracts up now and uh, yeah, free agency. Yeah, and we can't. We're not at liberty to speak on the future of that either. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> like All right. Well, but, but we will pass you uh, four times minimum. Just, come on. You know, we'll just wait for some big signings. <laughs>
2: Fair. 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 Take care. All right. See ya. Thanks, Booney.
0: There you have it. The final bantering with Boone. He says we're good Maybe. guys. Well, of the he left a little of the tor- He said he'll come back. Four nudges. I'm giving us. Let's make sure we use them wisely.
1: Four nudges, please. <laughs> so
0: that's an average of what one a month. We can we can yeah. keep that pace. I, I left it good. You know, four signings. You know, and
1: we'll probably see him at winter meetings. We sucker him in.
0: If we're going, I don't know if we're going this year.
1: Not. Yeah, we're not going this year. Wow. Yeah. Deuces.
2: You broke us, Yankees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got other stuff going on. That's the good news. Um, I don't know. That was good. I I think we... <laughs> Boone came in a little hot. He, well, he we thought, came hot at him. He, well, no. Even before the show, oh. he he thought he thought we were going to, you know, try to... Or is his first word? So you guys do do you you want to kill me? me? I
0: don't know if it was because he <laughs> forgot about... Guys. I don't know, know if it was because he <laughs> forgot about and then was late or because... Oh, yeah.
2: That could have been tied more so to today. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, well, whatever, you know. Judge had some good quotes. He had to respond. Like the urgency thing. Your captain said they lack of urgency. And you're saying you don't. That's a bit of a miscommunication. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They uh they've played by some made up rules the past couple of years. That- yeah. Um.
0: Well, All right, more on that later. Speaking of Judge, Jake, we have sharp stats where we have a cool stat about Aaron Judge.
4: Hey, guys, it's the queen of stats, and the regular season, the actual season, has finally ended. So to cap off the season, we're going to play a game of the good, the bad, and the ugly for the Yankees. We'll start off with the good. We already talked about Garrett Cole, so for the good, we're going to talk about Aaron Judge. He's now had back-to-back seasons with at least 35 homers and a 175 OPS or better. So that's an OPS that is 75% better than league average. Really impressive. So there's three other Yankees that have ever done that in their history. You can probably guess them. It was Mickey Mantle in 55 and 56. Lou Gehrig, who did it twice in 1930 and 31, and then 36 and 37. He had back-to-back seasons like that. And then uh, Babe Ruth, every season from 1920 to 1932, except 1925. He happened to do that. Pretty amazing. All right, now we move on to the bad. So Carlos Rodong had an ERA plus of 63, which means it was 37% worse than league average. And Luis Severino's ERA plus was 65, so 35% worse than league average. So there's only one other season in Yankees history where they had two or more pitchers with at least 60 innings pitched and that bad of an ERA uh, relative to the league average. That season was 1912. In case you don't know, that 1912 team finished with the worst win percentage in Yankees history. They were 50 in 102. They were 55 games out of first place in the American League. And now the ugly. The Yankees this season somehow had nine players with at least 250 plate appearances for the Yankees and a below-average OPS, according to OPS+. Plus. So you guessed it, yep, there's only one other season where the Yankees had that many players, nine players, with at least 250 plate appearances and below-average OPS. And that season was 1990, which, for those of you that don't remember, that team finished 67-95 and 95 and had the fourth-worst win percentage in Yankees history. So, the most amazing stat of this entire season is the Yankees somehow managed to finish with a winning record. 1990,
0: that must have sucked.
2: It would have been a bad year for talking Yanks.
0: Yeah. Bob Green, behind the dish. (laughs) No, Garen. Don Mattingly, Steve Sachs, Alvaro Espinoza. Lairitz at third base. Oscar... Ozakar looks like kind of a pudgy Mariano in his baseball reference picture. Roberto Kelly, Jesse Barfield, Steve Balboni. Mm.
2: God, Barfield had a good year. That team didn't heat things up, but DraftKings Sportsbook is heating things up at the ballpark because the playoff action is on, and they are giving out their $5. You bet $5 on baseball, $5. Boom, Arizona win. You get $200 instantly in bonus bets. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code YANKS. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code YANKS. The crown is yours. Gaming Prom, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight 8 hope or text hope In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus, ages vary by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, cdkng.co slash baseball. For eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility deposit restrictions apply.
0: Should we let the Talking Yanks crowd know our plans? Do uh, any reaction? Judge, home run stuff, great. Good company. Mantle, Garrick, Ruth. He
1: was really
2: good. And Ruth
0: every year. Ruth every year, yeah.
2: Garrick twice. Lollipop pitchers. Yeah, how about Garrick? Um, yeah, it was bad. Rodon and Seve,
0: my goodness. Not having, not relying on Sevy. I like Severino, but they have like for four seasons now or since 2018, 2019, 2020, yeah. 21, 22, minus one of those maybe because of injury, they've been like, and Seve's going to come back. And I've always been like, I don't know. So it's nice that see that when we cannot see a, like, be yeah. the plan this year. We're already calling it this year. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm done. It's in my rear review Uh Although Nestor, I'm worried falls into that category now.
2: Uh could happen to any player.
0: We've seen that.
1: Um not volatile Cole. position. <laughs> not not Garrett cool. Cole. Uh, Hall of Famer, maybe. Uh
2: him and Judge are good. Um no, I mean, unfortunately there wasn't too much new news there, except reflecting on those 90 Yanks and what was it, the 1912? Eleven, I the believe. 11, the year of the Titanic. Um that they had their worst record ever. So 12. Yeah, starting pitching gave up. Nobody in the line of pit. I think there's some other good judge fun facts out there that like I, I think for guys that have hit sixty the previous year. Um like for what he did this season, it's actually yeah,
1: I mean, especially when like you a really factor good in the year, plate appearances even, he
2: had. Even the even without factoring in hundred six games. So no, I don't know. Uh thank you, Katie, for Providing us with your sharp
0: stats through the year, you're the best. I have a question that's uh, birthed out of misery. Mm-hmm. When's and maybe this happened? Here's your story. Uh, you like. the stat, stat was probably out there when it was happening. The longest losing streak this year for the Yankees was nine games. When was the last time we did that? I, around the time that was happening, that had to be a stat people were floating. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. I've been going in a long time. Yeah, I've been going through the years right now. There's probably easier way to do this, and there's a lot of eight in the early '90s. Like I started with that 1990 team, but there's not a lot of nines. Um, Yeah, it
1: was was a thing that getting to ten would have been first time since a certain number. 82 was the last nine gamer. 82. That's the most recent of. So that's that's the most amount of consecutive
0: losses. Most. Of us uh, in this room, and I guess I don't know that demo of our age have seen a few people that were
1: kicking around then, but yeah, there's they've had seven well, I guess now, I guess now eight different nine game losing streaks. I don't know if this article came out before or after this year's, but uh, the most recent one before this year was 1982.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer. That wasn't fun that stretch. No, that had the uh. The Marlins'
2: crazy comeback game that had uh, the Yankees let the Red Sox come back in a game. That was uh Slept
1: by Atlanta when everyone could see it coming. Yeah, but I
2: mean, at least you knew that was happening. Like, the, to yeah. blow the Sunday four-run lead to...
1: That was the beginning the whatever. of it, yeah. or yeah. yeah. Saturday was the first Awful game year. Awful, Awful, Awful year.
0: Awful year. We'll be back. Uh, we're going to go once a week, but then we'll... And if
1: if there's breaking news, obviously we're back. What
0: days do we... uh, we I
1: I penciled in Tuesdays. Okay, Tuesdays. When we go to two EPS a week in November, December, probably November, uh, it'll be Tuesday, Thursday.
0: Okay, so So riding out the postseason. It's going to be around one a week. There will be times when we hop on to do, you know... Uh, second one because there's news and then November it will be back to twice a week regular scheduled uh, PPP is in February oh boy yeah.
1: there'll be uh, end of year press conference soon that if it's not on a Tuesday we'll put something out yeah separate from the Tuesday slate
0: mm. alright love you guys you're the best appreciate ya go Yanks go Yankees